Bet y'all were wondering where I was at. Thanks for joining us for another edition of Connie Conversations. I'm Jerry Leonard, a.k.a. Jerry Anderson. This is my very special guest today, Joseph Scruggs. Okay. Uh, I call him the man of many faces. <laughs> uh, the guy you know from every band in Chattanooga. And also, I've heard you referred to as that Paul bass player dude. Yeah, that, I respond to that one. Yeah, so yeah. In, any of those that, that uh, you might know him by, uh, this is our guest. Let me tell you a little bit. Our co-host, Jen, is usually with us. She's not with us. So I was over there. I had to kind of get things started. Have to walk over there and shut it down. But we miss you. Uh, can't wait to see you back and have you back on the show. She'll be back shortly. Uh, got a couple things to read. I have a brand new sponsor that I got to take care of. And then I got some uh, news concerning a wrestling organization called NGWA that I'll go through right quick. And then we'll get to our very special guest. So, Thompson's personal training. Uh, Sean Thompson is our new sponsor here at Chronic Conversation. So, let me give you a little bit of information about him. Um, also, if you mention me when you go to him, you'll get a day free of training, which is a $40 value. So, make sure you mention my name if you do go to him. Um, he's got a great backstory as well. I've had him on the show. He went from, he's not one of those people who's just been super fit all his life, so I've become a personal trainer. He was. Yeah overweight and lost all the weight and got certifications and stuff so he's been through it he knows what it's like yeah uh, uh, to be that size and stuff um he is international sports science and association certified u.s a boxing coach certified and he trained under the legendary Ma high school junior high boxing coach skipper fairbanks oh, wow. uh, who recently uh, passed away so r.i.p and condolences to, to his family uh, it was definitely a big loss uh one more thing i gotta go over then we'll get started if you want to, man, you could be firing that up while I'm running my mouth. <laughs> I'm all quiet here on my podcast because that's why people like to watch the podcast. It's to hear quiet. That's why I watch it. Yeah. <laughs> all right, I got us pulled up. So this is North Georgia Wrestling Alliance. You may have heard of them before. They're under new management, um, new leadership, uh, uh, new vision. Um, so they're in NGWA, and it begins a new era of indie wrestling as we fuse traditional old-school style and modern techniques and present them in a compelling cinematic format. Our goal at NGWA is to reinvigorate a love for local shows and the indie wrestling by becoming the best we can and be present, a product the fans can love. Present, present. Maybe I should learn to read because I'm going to read coffee okay. on shows. NGWA plans to reinvent the indie wrestling scene and show the fans something they've never seen before at the local level. By presenting only the best talent and the best way, NGWA will achieve this goal. But if there is one thing needed for success in NGWA's future, it's you, the fans. And that's the truth because whether it's, you know, Valley Vibes or you're in a band or you're a local comic or that's that's what we thrive on. That's how we practice. It's how we get better. It's it's who we do it for, you yeah. know, as much as we do it for ourselves, right? Uh, it says, if you're a fan of professional wrestling, indie wrestling, local wrestling, or whatever, come check out NGWA on Facebook, TikTok, and then help us spread the word. And let me tell you a little bit about a match. Uh, the main event there. There's a guy named Rawhead Rex that was one of my mentors when I was a professional wrestler, and he's wrestling a guy named Cyrus, the Monster Cyrus. It's a very good reason. He's like 6'4", six, 6'12", six, like you, and except he's like 800 pounds, okay, maybe like 400, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but 
big boy yeah. into Japan, um, hard hitting, moves like a butterfly for his size. And but Rawhead Rex is somebody who has not only been feared in the ring, but in just about every backstage area and parking lot he's been in too. <laughs> so this, you, you hear the the uh, cliche, a, a movable, uh, what is it, movable object, meaning uh, unstoppable, unstoppable force. force. Yeah, yeah. yeah, this is literally it. This match. Oh, so if you're not doing something, check it out. It's in, um, let me check. I'll, I'll find out uh, before the end of the show, but it's in Georgia. Okay. And uh, it's October 23rd is the show, I believe. And I'll get y'all some more information before the end of the show. Well, ma'am, thanks for joining me. Thanks for coming. It's great to see you again. Let's start off with Valley Bobs and the question I was holding off to now. So, my whole thing started with the love of Joe Rogan. Yeah. Within Joe Rogan, he's got his circle of friends. Yeah. In his circle of friends, it's one of my favorite comedians who I've been watching for a long time, even before Rogan. His name happens to be Ari Shafir. Yeah. Now, I heard rumor that he had showed up from Bonnaroo at Valley Bobs. Is that true? Did you see him? Did you talk to anybody that saw him? Yeah, he was just hanging out. He was just hanging out. Yeah. So he was pretty cool. Or I actually didn't get to meet him. I was just busy by the gate. But uh, I don't know, it seemed like he had a good time. That's good. And for people who don't know, just Google him or look him up. He's got his own podcast, too. I can't remember what it's called. Uh, yeah, he is funny. I would, I, yeah, that's, yeah. When I, I heard that, I was like, my God. I, yeah. It, it, it's crazy. Like we were talking before the show because uh, kind of on the way to Bonnaroo, and Bonnaroo got shut down because of the hurricane. Yeah. Uh, so that, that kind of helped y'all's bottom line get a few extra people in there and stuff. I think so. It was able to like kind of be a safe haven for people who, you know, come down all this way from different parts. Right. Ones that are kind of in the middle or stuck in between. There was, man, they like set up secret dance floors and stuff. The Bonnaroo people are crazy. Yeah. They're crazy. They brought plywood. Like the first thing they did when they got there, these dudes had electric (laughs) weed eaters and were just like making their campsite. It's nuts. They, I've never seen anybody more prepared. They set up and like, it was like one interior parking lot was nothing but the Bonnaroo people just camping by their cars. Wow. It was, it was wild. Yeah, I imagine it was like, uh, what was the bad vibe there? Pretty, pretty cool. It seemed like everybody was like having good vibes. I mean, it's called Valley Bobs. So Everything ran real smooth. Ran a little better than last year, maybe. I know y'all had some, you know, when you was on the show last time with the, the guys from Good Grief, one of the mini bands we'll talk about tonight. Yeah. Uh, they had talked about how there was some red tape and stuff we had to cut through the first time. It was a little easier getting a venue this time and setting up and, I, uh, I'm not really, I wasn't into that not side, really on that side of things. That's, uh, Nate and Adam and Isaiah gotcha. and, uh, our buddy Sammy, but. So, some of those are also good group people, by the way. Yeah, Nate and Adam. <laughs> um, Adam is also somebody who's in every band. Well, you're really all kind of in every band in Chattanooga. I'm you not like three. Do you, do you not want to save some for somebody else? You just stand here. <laughs> I'm just bored all the time. Bored all the time, right? Well, <clears throat> one of the things I wanted to ask you, as I saw on Facebook, is uh, I don't know how old it was, but you were talking about becoming a studio musician. Yeah. Is that is that your goal? Is that your dream, or is that just something to get you to where you want to go, or do you want your bands to make it, or you just don't care as long as you're playing music? I think I was, I don't know, it's like, it was an aspiration right, for a long time, and it was something I wanted to do, and 
It's actually really hard. And it's a really like you gotta be top notch right. to do it. And I guess it would be like a because it's any any band that comes in, basically a studio musician or somebody that plays for a studio band that you know you could be playing for anybody, anybody, any genre, it'd just be country. Cool. Yeah, it'd, it'd be, be so super cool. awesome because like sometimes stretch your creativity. Yeah, just like the hired gun thing. I watched a documentary on Netflix like three years ago, and it was called Hired Guns, but it was like all people who just played. <laughs> and uh, they would just be the studio guy, mm-hmm. and it detailed like just how many songs they got to play on. It's just mind blowing amount. Right. It'd be really cool. I don't know if it's gonna happen ever, but it'd be cool. So you said you're in three bands. I know about Field Hockey and Good Grief. What's the third one? Um, I don't know if you're familiar with uh Sean or Rio Romero, but that's familiar. He had, we just got like a little jam project jam thing going on yeah sometimes those make some of the best music though because you're kind of doing it to have fun that's all it is it's like pure fun i love it you know if i had a choice sometimes to go see a cover band or certain bands or just go to some really good musicians house that were fixing a jam i'd rather go listen to the jam because it's yeah. always such a yeah uh, great vibe there now i know adam Gant plays every instrument under the sun as well as being in every band. Do you play anything besides bass or? I was primarily a guitar player. <coughs> okay. I just, I was joining a band with my buddy Michael. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, before that, I guess when I was like 14, my brother, I like started playing bass with him. Mm-hmm. And I was all right, but I put it down. <coughs> and, uh, in 2018, um, me and my buddy Michael were starting a band and our bass player just wasn't working out. Mm-hmm. So I just picked up the bass and then ever since then I've been pretty much playing bass. Nice part. Do you, which do you enjoy one or the other one more or is there one do you feel like you can be more creative with one more than the other or they both have their like specific draws, I guess. Pros and cons. Because guitar is fun and like a make any soundscape you want you know six string but bass you like feel it yeah yeah it's different bass has always been my favorite instrument in the band because yeah it's it, to me even more so so than some certain drummers uh set the tone for the rhythm and the, the just the, the the heartbeat of it yeah uh, it, it's always fascinated me the different styles uh, of bass what is your favorite to watch as a fan do you like a flea do you like watching people hit it do you, you know what well, he's good um, he's entertaining i, I he's love entertaining it. yeah have you ever heard of bullpeck their bass is joe dart and he's nuts to watch he oh, it's just smooth getty lee too is awesome like, I, like, I like watching some of that uh i guess you would call it funk but i really like the ones that just really like it's 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 almost like it's a drum. They're just yeah, like using the percussive side. Yeah, it's using the percussive side. It just adds that different tone and a mm-hmm. different quality to it. I really love all the different kinds of bass, even the you know the acoustical. The, oh, like the upright. Yeah, like the upright. I, I love listening to that because I really like you know you, you hear some people say they like any kind of music. I really do just about other than polka. No offense, polka fans out there. It's nothing personal. It's just uh, something I don't resonate with. But just about everything else, country, pop. Uh, punk, metal, rap, 
just about anything if it resonates or or it has feeling i'm going to listen to it yeah out of everything you listen to what do you listen to most that's uh both that you enjoy the most and may it most inspire you to to be a better musician what do you mean like the the style of music yeah yeah or, just a style or a band or or what what do you listen to it and, and you know uh, uh both sides i want to know like what you listen to just for fun just just mindless music, and then yeah. what do you listen to when you're looking like for inspiration or, or to be inspired maybe to, to create your own? Um, I don't know. I always start with like Von Millen and that like general groove and direction, you right? Know, like Allman Brothers and like I don't know, just jammy stuff. Jammy stuff, yeah. yeah. Allman Brothers, I mean, the ultimate jam band, right? yeah. You know, it doesn't get much better than that. Right, you know, I could sit there and listen to that 50 minutes and just them jamming and not realize it's been 50 minutes and yeah. the song ends and you're like, you know, what happened with, whereas, you know, there's some songs that torture you get through, let's just face it. Yeah. They're two or three minutes long and you're like, <laughs> like, what do you say? You got that friend that's like, you got to listen to this new music and you're listening to it and you're like, yeah, no. <laughs> Man, got to go on for a minute. Do a lot of people do that since you're a musician? Do a lot of people ask your opinion on, I don't know, things uh, like that, or not really? Nobody is. Everybody has their faults. You know, you had your mess ups. But, but all in all, 
from an outsider, let me tell you, I don't know how you feel about yourself, but let me tell you just like for me, looking at that, that's what I see. Yeah. So that's my perspective. Um, but I can get how you had a different because, you know, you lived it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's. It's a rough one. It is a rough one. Yeah. It's, it's. It's hard to look back on, right. honestly, because it's like night and day. And, and let me I tell you though, weed and stuff, but right. Well, this I feel this like is, marijuana is saved my life. medicine. Yes, it saved mine too. So I was, uh, I, it's always on my blog, it's always on my thing, and I talk about mental illness a lot on here. I have PTSD, I grew up with mental illness, I uh, went through a bunch of traumas, uh, one after another, after another, for a really long time. Ended up with PTSD, uh, went to the military, uh, ended up getting prescribed a shit ton of medicines. Uh, when one medicine didn't work, I tried on another medicine. When that medicine didn't work or had side effects, I get another medicine killing those side effects. Uh, so they were throwing more drugs at, at all these problems I had. Um, I'm on none of those anymore at all. Uh, and this is the only thing I use now. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. Uh, so it's definitely uh, medicinal and it, 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 it can, it can. I, my stepdad was in Vietnam. He had PTSD real bad. He tried it once when he was in Vietnam. He goes, I just had a headache, so I don't like it, but never tried it again. He tried it again recently. He goes, oh, my God, this has changed my life. And it really does. Like, it sounds like we like to play We like to play the Cheech and Chong stoner guy, but yeah. when it comes down to it, it's, it's not just because you're stoned. It's not just because you're stoned. <laughs> and once you smoke like us, you maintain because you're not, you're not necessarily trying to carry that stone feeling. You're trying to fix some things. Yeah. I don't know. I just like it. Huh? <laughs> Some people do too, and, and this is safe enough. Here's what Tommy Chong says. It says, no matter what reason you use marijuana, whether it's recreational or not, yeah. it's still medicinal. Yeah, because it's still doing its thing. It's still doing its thing, no matter what your purpose or intent. Unlike, you know, certain psychedelics and stuff, when you change your dent, uh, or, uh, intent, you can have different experiences. Have yeah. you have you tried using any of those to help some of the healing from things like that? Um, mushrooms or ayahuasca or ibogaine? Have you heard of those? Yeah, I've, I've heard of them. Uh, I've never done ayahuasca. There's some mushrooms once and wigged out. Yeah, but we, I learned my lesson. Well, it's humbling. Yes, yeah, sure. what those do is they make you face your demons, which is something we run from, and the running from our demons is usually what causes us to turn to something to either numb us or distract us from those demons. Yeah. When really the only way, I won't say conquer them because I don't know if you can truly conquer demons or you just learn how to play well or what happens, but I'm more functional since I started facing my demons instead of either trying to stick my head in the sand, pretend they didn't exist, or... You got to face them to walk past them. You do. You, know. you, you do. You got to face them to walk past them. And, it, and it's the hardest thing you can do. And it goes against the grain of everything with inside of you because you want to run from it, right? It's scary. It's, it's miserable. It's. Yeah. God damn it. On the other side, on the other side of that, right? Yeah. On the other fucking side of that is a whole, it's a whole different ballgame when you become functional again. Because for a long time, I would have functioned. Yeah. Um, for probably a good year until she found me. Started, you know, giving me the inspiration to turn myself around. Yeah. Um, what was it that finally happened that helped you turn yourself around? Was it friends, or just did you come to realization like I just I can't be doing this shit no more? Or yeah, you know, it was like if I you keep up with that shit for much longer, like I don't know, 
because people will tell you that like a million times, right? You end up either dead or in jail. It's rolling the dice. It's yeah. rolling the dice. But you hear it and it doesn't, you don't have that epiphany of how real it is until the realness gets real and then you're like, oh shit, yeah, I really do that up. Yeah. Yeah. People are dropping. Yeah, they are. It's scary. Yeah, it yeah. is. Um, I had, uh, this hurt my heart today, a guidance counselor at my daughter's school told a little girl with anxiety that anxiety did not exist. No, it's real. If anxiety doesn't exist, love doesn't exist, anger doesn't exist, That's sadness true. doesn't exist, right? Anxiety is an emotion. An emotion. Everybody has it to some level. Even excitement. You're getting on a roller coaster. You're doing that to have fun, but it's, it's still anxiety, right? Yeah. You're playing a gig. You can't wait to get that gig, but you're nervous to go on, right? Because you <laughs> care about it. So anxiety can come in all forms, good and bad. But I thought to just dismiss that and invalidate that little girl's feelings, who's this age and already having things, like that's a disappointment to me. If somebody like that is in a school system. Yeah. Did you have good or bad teachers in school? I had good teachers. Yeah, good. They tried their best. Right, right. And they probably planted some seeds that you didn't realize that may do some things that you don't even realize. Yeah. I had one. I had one mentor that made up for all the shitty teachers I ever had. Um, so it was great to at least have that that one person because I didn't have a lot of people growing up either to look up to. I didn't. I didn't know how to grow up or how to be mature or emotionally mature or what emotional maturity was. Yeah. Until I hit like around thirty-five because I just had no male influences to look up to and go, "Oh, that's how you do it." Yeah. Um, how was it for you growing up? Did you have good male influences? Yeah. Did you, yeah, uh, I, I was really fortunate. I didn't listen to them. Right, of course <laughs> not. Because we know until right. we know we don't know, right? Everything my dad or, you know, it, it was all right. Yeah. Everything he said, and you look back on it. I, mean, I should have. Yeah. I really should have listened. And I, don't know, I think that's part of growing up, too. Yeah. Like, yes. Realizing. I'm reaching an age where your parents, you're like getting close to how old your parents were. And it's like this existential, weird thought process that starts to happen. Also, you have this connection, this empathetic connection to, okay, they didn't know what the fuck was going on then either. And, yeah. And, you know, because you're doing your best. You yeah, know? doing your best. I feel like I waited my whole life to feel like a grown up. And I'm 46 years old and I still don't feel like a grown up. So I don't even know what the fuck that feels like. <laughs> But I have become more emotionally mature, you know, because I became aware of my own bullshit. And that's really how you change. You start becoming aware of your own bullshit, right? Yeah. And you got to stay aware, you know, that, that ego is a tricky little motherfucker in there. Yeah. Where it's necessary. Mm-hmm. It but... is. It's like my dieting, you know, you, you, you diet for a while, man, or, or you're off drugs for a while, and then that little thing starts talking in your head, and now you need to reward yourself. It's that very thing that tore you down. It's weird how our brains operate. To try to talk us into rewarding ourselves with something here to destroy us. I just changed my food. Yeah. <laughs> I did too. I did too. <laughs> uh, what kind of food do you like? What's your favorite ethnic food? Food. Good question. I don't know. That's be it. I like everything. Yeah, that's I'm one of those people really like... hard. I have different moods. Like one night I might want Mexican or Indian or Chinese or Japanese. It just depends on. Yeah. Like music depends on the mood, right? I like uh, all of it. Yeah. I can't pin down anything. I just wish like they have they have a place here called Chef Webb that I really love. It's a it's a buffet style Asian restaurant. 
what I would love for them to put in is a Mexican style buffet. Because I've never seen one of those. That'd be sick. It's all the sit down restaurants. Can you imagine if you just get up and That'd be sick. pile on your own shit, make your own fajitas, your own? Yeah, that would be sick. I love Mexican food. I love all food. Probably a lot of this conversation may end up being about food. There's an Amigos <laughs> like 23 miles from my apartment. And it's the best thing that's ever happened. I love it. I love Amigos. We have a place out here called Vallarta. It's got these carnitas that just, man. I love all of it. I love cooking it myself too. Discovered new foods. Yeah. Um, you have anybody? Uh, you ever watch any cooking shows? You watch like Anthony Bourdain back in the day? Like, Dude, Anthony, Anthony Bourdain was the man. He's my hero. Red Kitchen Confidential. Uh, really? Have you seen his documentary yet? Roadrunner that came out about his life. I can't. I can't, can't either. Myself I have it, man. You, you ever see those things that says what celebrity death affected you most? It was him. Like I still, I haven't watched the show since it. Yes, yes, and since that happened, I haven't been able to watch no reservations, none of those shows. I watched a clip, I watched the trailer to that, and they have he does some of the narration for it. It was just, I don't know, it's like I want to watch it so bad, but I, I'm, a, I'm a sentimental old fool, you know, I'm really sentimental, so I'll be crying through that whole yeah, damn thing. Yeah. Like, I want to, I mean, he's the coolest person ever. Like, I want to be him, like, he doesn't <laughs> want to do that travel. And it wasn't, like they said, it wasn't about the food. It was about learning and traveling and, and knowing other cultures. And that, in America, I think, is the downfall of so many people is because they just live in their little areas and they don't, oh, hey, look, our co-host and beautiful wife, Jim, has made it back, so she's safe, that's good. What are you talking about? I'm really kind of distracting me. Anthony Bourdain. Anthony Bourdain, yes. Yeah. Uh, but to be able to learn to communicate with other cultures and other ideas and other perspectives without judging them. I mean, in America, if you eat your hot dog or pineapple on your pizza, people will block you on Facebook. It, it, it's weird how we are here versus when you watch other countries, right? Yeah, it is strange. Yeah, it's like, why don't, why don't you absorb some of that instead of rejecting it because it's different? Like, I like different. I like, I like different. You know, I don't want everybody to be just like me or have my ideas or my perspective. That, that gets boring, right? Yeah. yeah. You gotta keep it fresh. You gotta keep it fresh. I don't like to argue. I don't really like confrontation. Um, I'll debate on some topics a little bit, but only if it's more like a conversation where I want to see your perspective and see what you have to say because maybe I'll learn something and maybe I'll change mine. I never go into one of those thinking, I want to change your mind or let me tell you. Sorry, no, you're good. Oh, sorry, That's going to happen a lot, man. <laughs> this is this is pretty good stuff. Um, shout out for that. Hey, baby, say hello. Hey, hey. She's here. Say hello to Joseph. Hello. hello. Say we got some. See so what our thing fixed. I did. I did. Um, I don't really know how I fixed it. And then I went to get Sean's copy that I was going to read. And I don't know what I did with it, so I have to go back into the phone and re-get all this coffee. This coffee? Yeah, the, yeah. it just, coffee is just an advertisement. Uh, it's this, I had to go back in the phone and get it up. There it is, yeah. I know she'd find it. Um, she usually does. She's my Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. And anybody that finds her stuff where you got to find it all by yourself. It's all me. <laughs> it is not working. You got a good relationship right now? Got any pets? I just got a plant. A plant? <laughs> 
It was pretty cool. I got off my ass. Somebody at work gave me like a little clipping of it. Uh-huh. And check this shit out, man. It's got a little bitty aquatic snail. What? That's just chilling in the in the glass vase. Oh. It's going to be sick. That is going to be sick, man. That's what I say. It's not with a plant anyway. Then yeah. it goes up to that. Kids, unfortunately, most people go straight to kids. You don't have to pay a plant no, deposit. You don't have to pay you know what, if for whatever reason you and the plant have a falling out, there's no payments to make either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did we ever cover, we talk about stuff coming up. Oh yeah, you said you'd have to check the dates. Oh um, yeah, I have. I have <coughs> access to dates, I just said it and forgot. That look, I forgot too. We've been enjoying our celibus program a love. We're going to have, eventually, like I told you, I'd like to have all three of your bands on here. Um, we talked about the way the studio set up. Um, it'll be easier to do it online. You got, you find the dates? I couldn't find them. Couldn't find them? Yeah. Well, we'll get them. We'll get them to you. I'll put it up on my Facebook or, or make sure you tag me. If, you, if you're if you on my Facebook at all, you're going to see everything. I share everything about Valley Bob and Field Hockey and Joe Scruggs and all that stuff. So it's fun. <laughs> Some point in time, it will come across my page. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, how do you feel about the pro wrestling? You have pro wrestling at Valley Bob's too. How cool oh, that is was that? Awesome. Because that's that kind of attracts a whole different Bob and genre too. I don't right? think anybody saw it coming. Right. Because there was like this truck that hauled in the ring in the middle of the day and pulled up on the hill, and everyone just like, got pumped. Got pumped. Yes. And those, I know those guys. I've worked with a lot of them there. Some really great um, entertainers, yeah, uh, uh, and wrestlers. Uh, that show coming up is it's. I just talked about the main event, and I've been <laughs> a fan of wrestling since a kid. I, I was a pro wrestler for about 20, 25 years. Not much excites me anymore. This match between Cyrus and Rawhead Rex excites me. I haven't made a trip to go watch a match. Probably since I've been a wrestler, but I'm going to watch this match. So if y'all have a chance, trust me, it's not just the main event. The rest of the card is stacked. So not what you're going to expect. There's going to be great stuff for everybody. Um, have you ever seen any other wrestling at Valley Bob's? Did you ever watch it when you were growing up or anything like that? I did. I don't really remember it though. I know you're you're more like a music nerd. Is that did your interest branch out in other things, or were you just music and skateboarding? Music and skateboarding, which go good. hand in hand anyway, right? Yeah. Got him in skateboarding. I used to love skateboarding. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. I'm trying to get back into it, but yeah, it hurts. It does. It hurts it's, so bad. You know, the tricks came back, the, the few I could do came back fairly easy. Like, I, I didn't know if it'd be like riding a bicycle if I get back on there and just, you know, be able to even do an ollie or a kickflip or anything still. Uh, but those came pretty easy. But when you fall now and you get back up, like, you feel like just go on my ordinary way. And now I need, like, a month's vacation or hospital stay when I fall yeah. down. It's nuts. It's not. I tried to pick it back up last year, and I was at the skate park, and this kid was like, hey, man, do an ollie. So I was like, all right. And I did it, and it's the simplest thing you can do. Yeah, it's the first trick but you learn, right? I, like, started falling, and I couldn't stop falling. And then I just slammed on my hip. Oh. And I had to go to work, like, the next morning, at five in the morning, and I'll, like, stand up for ten hours. So you kids want to be a grown-up, do you? 
It's horrible. At least follow it. You gotta make listen to your parents, take out the garbage, listen to field hockey and uh go the valley vibes and uh, wear a helmet. Wear a helmet. <laughs> <laughs> I should probably wear one at all times. If I'm not doing something athletic, I'm just the clumsiest person in the world. I literally I was telling you how I screwed up the camera. I did that trying to just lift my laptop up and grab something out of a box. And next thing I know, I don't have any camera, I don't have any audio anymore. Get, you know, kept plugging it back in, nothing was working. I'm like, okay, this is great. Because before I started doing this, I don't know anything about technology. And I used to be a computer though, but I haven't messed with computers in yeah. 10 years. Computers are nuts. So everything for me is just like, I'm that old grandpa that you got to tell how to fucking use Facebook all the time. And here I am trying to figure this out. But thank goodness I figured it out. I'm so glad, man. I'm so glad we got to uh, finally hang out and, yeah. and talk and, and smoke a little bit and share yeah. some stories. Oh, yeah. Um, do you have anything as far as uh, the Valley Vibes? My God, there's, there was something from last time. There's been so many people on the show. I really get. Did y'all have some kind of EP or album coming out? Or It already came out. Yeah. Yeah, it already came out. Yeah, and what's it called? Modern Love. Modern Love. I'm pretty sure I've listened to that one, man. Yeah, but it's a new one. Yeah, it's just three songs. Yeah. yeah but it's Little fun tracks. They are. Mm-hmm. They're really fun. Well, that's that's what I haven't heard Field Hockey yet, but I've heard, you know, Good Grief. And that's, that's it was that sublime Bob Marley, not necessarily reggae, I'm using reggae, for example, for the vibe that you guys have that it's just like a, a fun vibe, you know, so, so yeah. to me, I, I wouldn't know how to call what your, what, could you put your band in a genre or no? It'd be hard, wouldn't it? Yeah, I, yeah, it. yeah. It's a big window. It's a big window, it's got to be, because yeah. other than that, it's like, what's it in? It's in the fun genre, like when you see you guys live, you can also see it on your faces. You guys are having so much fun that yeah, it's, it just really... It's pretty fun. It kicks it up a notch. Um, do you like the songwriting part the, stuff first? Or do you just is it is it all about performing live for you? Oh, they're both fun. Yeah. In different ways, like playing live, even if it's like five people standing out there, it's still fun. Right. And it is same thing with wrestling or this show. I don't care if one person watches or five thousand people watch. Yeah. I get to have this pretty fucking awesome conversation with you. So like. Either way. Yeah. It's just about fun. Humans kind of need it. Yeah. Yeah, we need, and we need to be creative, right? To me, that's, that's one of the things that dulls in us sometimes in school when in the office should be happening. They should be bringing that creativity out of it because creativity helps you in every aspect of life. Yeah. Uh, It really does. And it's one of the things, if I'm not being constantly creative, that's one of my, it's one of my no-nos, you know, you got, <clears throat> excuse me, those things that you kind of got to do to stay on track, stay flexible, stay, you know. Yeah. Um, that's one of my things is I have to stay creative. If I don't have a creative outlet, then I don't know if it's up or, you know, I'll say sometimes I hear the muse talking to me. If I don't listen, she gets bitchy. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, what's it like for you? Have you ever gone, had to go a long period of your time without creating or? I, mean, I don't know. Like, In like some form or another. Yeah, because I I like cooking too, yes. and that's like all I do every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you, There's like art in that too. Yeah, in weird ways. In every way, because eating you use all your senses with. It's 
one of the key things you use all your senses. You look at it, right? You smell it, you taste it, yeah. it texturally. I mean, how many times you hear somebody say they don't like something because of what? Texture. Well, yeah. Texture's important. Texture's so important. You don't, you don't, unless you soggy ass ranch fry. No. Do you like, is there any kind of cooking, baking on stovetop grills or anything you like doing best? Or any I love dish? flatbed grills. Yeah. It's like, my homes. Yeah. What do you like to cook on there? Uh, anything. Anything. As long as I'm throwing it on like a big flat top, it's just fun. It is, because you got so much space to work with. And yeah. I remember like watching Waffle House cooks when I was like seven years old. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Waffle House cooks, and I would watch cooking shows growing up, and then I discovered the book Kitchen Confidential, and that's what led me to Anthony Bourdain. I was like, oh, this guy's got a TV show? Yes. Without Anthony Bourdain, I don't think I ever would have started working at restaurants, right. at least. Which is, like, is mostly what I've seen you working at. Yeah. Is that is that what you like to do to, to make the buck? Is that one of your... I mean, that's just... Passion. Day job. Yeah. I, I love cooking. Because it's different. You know, people are like, well, you should be a cook because you love to cook. It's like home cooking and having to do it for a living is a whole... It's a different ballgame. Different ballgame. Yeah. yeah. High volume. You're not cooking for you the way you like it. It's, it's a certain. I mean, you still got to do it the way you like it a little bit. Yeah. Everything good? Have some technical difficulties? I don't know how long he ain't been in the picture, but. He uh, wasn't in the picture? Not the whole picture. Well, <laughs> we'll enjoy the part of him we get. Yeah, I mean, so. enough, but. Oh, Justin. Well, that's fine. As long as we get a little bit of him. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I had it uh, pre done, but. It's a, it's a growing thing. We actually started, I started with, uh, you remember back then, just Anchor and yeah, a little voice recording thing. It's literally all internal inside of a Chromebook. And, you know, now we got 4K lives yeah. and it's, it's, it's really cool and adds a different dynamic being live. Yeah. Um, have you been live before or as, as far as? Uh, I went on my friend Tim's show. Mm-hmm. Um, he like does music streaming. Every Monday, right? You know Tim, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm starting to get to know everybody in that between Level Up and yeah, and uh, what's his name? I'm friends with him too. He does a lot of booking for venues. I cannot remember his name. He's been doing really good. He's been like on a weight loss journey. I've seen him losing weight, uh, doing really good. He just, I think he just started back. I think he, he, he's usually at level of stuff, too. I, I'm sorry, Joey? Oh, man. Huh? Joey? No, no, no. It's not oh. Joey. Um, sorry, I can't remember your name. I'll, I'll look it up. Yeah, you know I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah, he always wears a hat. Um, but back back to the cooking. I thought this was mostly end up about cooking and stuff. Um, do you like just like smoking and cooking a little bit for yourself, or do you like kind of cooking for friends and, and adding the social aspect to it? What's your favorite way to I don't know. I guess when I cook for myself, most times I'm like being real lazy, right? <laughs> and I'll just microwave something or you know throw something in the oven. Even when I'm being lazy, I'm eating something like Chef Boyardee spaghetti. I still got to spice it up. Got to spice it up. I'm adding I'm adding a little garlic powder. I'm adding a little Italian seasoning. I'm, I'm throwing a little cheese. I'm making cowboy spaghetti. You know. Yeah. It's never. I can never. What's cowboy spaghetti? It is uh, baked spaghetti, and it's got like. Uh, bacon and it's like regular spaghetti. I mean, it's like a lot of cheese in it. And then you put a layer of cheese on top and stick it in the oven and bake it. And the cheese bakes on top, and it's uh, almost like a spaghetti lasagna, but you can't really layer spaghetti. 
it's really delicious. Well, a lot of times we'll eat uh, before or after the show, so maybe next time we have you on, we'll, we'll throw down on that. We may have to do some cooking shows at some point in time. Ooh, the cooking show would be sick. Yeah, I, I thought, because we're doing, we do, uh, it's Chronic Networks now, and I'm branching out, so we're going to have Chronic Adventures to where we do adventure shows. Um, our first few adventure shows will be some ghost hunting. Oh, that's another, cool. yeah, another interest of mine. And then one of the things I'd actually thought about is, is doing some, because people want, I've had a lot of people ask me to go to TikTok, but I really don't do TikTok as well. I could do just like little videos of that or or even do it into a, a long form show. Yeah. So if I did something like that, would you want to come be a guest on that? Maybe For sure. make a specialty dish. Do you have a specialty dish or no. something like if you make or somebody's like, will you cook for me? You don't have like a go to or nothing. Uh, not really. No. I, a couple things, but not really that that much. Um, I just recently changed my diet too, so I'm eating a little less. Uh, trying to trying to maintain blood pressure a little high. So yeah. Um, when you're cooking, you totally cook for pleasure, or you, you sometimes you're trying to get the steak. Yeah, you're cooking for money, right? Yeah, <laughs> got to make that money. Yeah. If but you, it's fun in doing that right like i don't know i've always loved getting the like the finesse mm -hmm. of working in a kitchen where you don't have to think there's a flow to it it's automatic yeah you just listen to music zone out yeah yeah i i enjoy doing it if i if i could only only have to do it like an hour or two a day it'd be great but <laughs> they usually want you there longer than that just a little well man just make sure like i said you tag me on all your stuff that's uh coming up all your bands will get all your bands on here again. So Word. Thank you so much. I'll tell you like I, I, I started this thing and I tell everybody and I want to tell you that time is the most precious gift you can give and you gave me some of yours so I truly appreciate that and see this a gift and thank you for sharing it with um, either both or everybody that <laughs> will watch this either, <laughs> either way man and I, I really would like to have them back on the show again too. And for sure man. Thanks for talking. Talking So alright I'll uh uh, say everybody later. Peace. Love Peace. you guys. Thanks for watching.